watching online. Whether you realize it or not, every single day you're living out the story of your life, every single day. And if you think of today as a marker in your story, then everything that has happened so far has already been written. You can't change it. Even though sometimes we might want to go back and change it, we, we can't. But we can take what we've learned and take it to move ahead and to be able to create the next chapter in our story with more intent. We can live a better story. So if you look at your life as a timeline, and I did this with my leadership group a while back as an exercise. It doesn't matter what age you are, 20, 40, 60, 80. Think of your life as this timeline from beginning to end. And what we did in this exercise is we took decade by decade, 20s, 30s, 40s, and so on, and looked at what are the significant events of your life. It's lost. There we go. What are the significant events of your life? What are those pivotal moments in your life that have happened? So reflect on that. Think about that. Now, some of those things are going to be really happy ones. Maybe the day you graduated from high school or college, when you got your first career job, your wedding day, birth of a first child, maybe grandchild, a big promotion at work, job change, maybe you moved, retirement. But we all know that in those significant events that there's going to be some, whoops, there's going to be some difficult chapters as well. Those things that maybe take us off of our feet. Maybe when we were kids, our parents got divorced. Maybe we all of a sudden found ourselves in an abusive relationship. We lost a job. We lost a loved one or faced a serious illness. This is trauma, trauma of our lives. I mean, let's face it, these last couple years have been traumatic. They now call the pandemic a significant traumatic event, right? It's been difficult and part of all of our stories. So we know that mental health has been on the rise and it's risen twofold in the U.S. in the last couple of years. There's been issues with mental health and depression and just lack of hope for the future. But the problem with this is if you face something really difficult, it can derail you. All of this can set you back. It can make you freeze, that you want to wait, you want to hunker down. It can paralyze you. But if you don't deal with it, if you ignore it, if you stuff it down, if you allow it to make you bitter, then it can hold you back from this glorious, abundant future that God has for you. You can live a better story. That's what he wants for you. So I have a question for you this morning. If you're taking notes, is it possible, is it just possible that you are missing out on your best life because of the pain of your past. Is it possible? Is it possible that you're missing out on your best life because of pain of your past? Well, that's not what God wants for you. Don't let your past hold you back. So we're going to be talking about how God can redeem us and use our stories to be able to take us forward. He can help us with this, and we're going to be talking about this in this series over the next few weeks. But what we're going to talk about today is so important as a starting point. You need to learn how to put your past in the past. So when your story takes an unexpected turn, and this happens when you get derailed, when you get knocked off your feet, 
something really hard happens in your, in your life. Well, this happened to me. It was Monday of a typical work week, one of those fast-paced blurs where you look at the clock and you can't believe it's time to get home already. As a founder of a growing facility management company, I had been in meetings all day. It had been a busy and productive day, but I was excited to get home to my family. And so I drove home from the office, got into the driveway, I shut off the car and I grabbed my bag from the back seat and I walked into the house. Used to the usual mayhem, the house seemed unusually quiet. I didn't think anything about it and so I headed down the hall to my office and I, my home office and I dropped my bag in the chair and then I looked out the window and I could see my two little girls, my two youngest, age four and seven, out in the backyard playing on the swings. And I thought to myself, huh, that's funny, where's their dad? He'd been left in their care, in his care that day. And then I remembered I hadn't seen his truck when I had come into the driveway just a few minutes before. Hmm. Well, I walked out of my office and down the stairs into the backyard, and then the girls saw me, and they came running, and I got those big hugs. Who loves getting hugs from your little ones? So awesome. And then I said to them, girls, where's your daddy? And then my seven-year-old looked up at me somberly and said, Daddy's not left with a suitcase. My stomach dropped. What? My four- and seven-year-old were home alone by themselves for who knows how many hours. And my husband, without any notice, without any warning, had abandoned his family. And he'd been off the grid several times in various cycles of addiction over the last several years, but there seemed a finality to this time. And even though Peyton said, Daddy said he just went to visit a friend. As we went into the house, there was a note on the counter, my name on it, a Dear John note saying he had left and to not try to contact him. The stillness of the house matched my heart as I had really difficult time facing the reality that what I had dreaded for so many years had actually happened. Looking back, I know I was in shock. And I went through mechanical precision, going through the regular routine of the evening, which gave me some comfort. On the outside, everything looked fine. You ever had that? You, on the outside, you pretend everything looks fine. People look at you and think everything is fine, but inside, I was frantic. But I made dinner, made the plan for the next day, as we always did, and then got the kids ready for bed. Well, with teeth brushed and baths done, they were in their matching white fluffy robes with pink and blue teddy bears. I can still smell the baby shampoo in their hair. They were so little then, my precious, my everything. And I was, as I was putting them to bed that night, my little one looked up at me and said, Mommy, when's Daddy coming home? And I knew then that I couldn't lie to them the way their dad had. And I got down in front of them, and I took them in my arms, and I told them the truth. And I said, Girls, I'm sorry, but your dad has left, and I don't think he's coming back. But we're going to be okay We've got each other, and we're going to get through this together. That began the closing chapter of an excruciating journey of many years. And living in the aftermath, it was really hard. 
my oldest daughter was able to go off to college the next year, and I was so happy for her that she could escape and get away and start a new chapter of her life. Meanwhile, the little ones battled every single day. One was really withdrawn and quiet, the perfect child. The other angry and had tons of anxiety and difficult. And they cried themselves to sleep a lot at night. One day I was at work, and I got a call from my daughter's preschool, and they said, Paige is really upset. We had a fire drill this morning, and it just really set her off, and she got really scared and started to cry, and we can't calm her down. Can you come pick her up? And I said, of course, I'll be right there. Well, it was the longest drive of my life, that 20 minutes to the school that day, and I ran into the classroom, and there she was, so relieved to see me, and white as a ghost and still shaking. And I ran to her, and I threw my arms around her, and I had to grit my teeth to not fall apart in front of the teacher that day. I went home that afternoon, and after getting the kids settled, I finally had a couple minutes to myself, and I went up to my bedroom, and I shut the door, and I lost it. I wanted to crawl in the corner of my bedroom into a little ball and never get up. I felt so alone. And I cried out to God that day, God, how can I do this? How can I be both mom and dad to my girls? How can I lead my company? How am I going to do this? How am I going to hold it all together? And God met me that day. He met me in my bedroom, and I knew I wasn't alone. I knew I wasn't alone, and I knew that he was going to give me the strength that I needed to go on, to get through this, to get through this chapter of my story. But I had a choice to make. I could let this situation completely derail me, or I could choose a different perspective. Even though I had been knocked down, I could choose to get up and put one foot in front of the other and keep going. I relate to the Martin Luther King quote when he says, if you can't fly, then run. And if you can't run, then walk. And if you can't walk, then crawl. But keep on moving. And move I did. Move I did. In fact, my mantra became for my girls. And I even made it my computer password so that I knew every morning when I logged into my computer, I would remember that I made a choice, a choice that I was going to choose optimism every single day, that I was going to be grateful for my friends and family who supported me, for my business that sustained me, and for my beautiful children who needed me. You know the wonderful thing about God's grace is he puts us back together again. Kind of like Humpty Dumpty, you know? You can fall apart in a million pieces. And he can put you back together again. He can redeem our broken stories. I know you have them too, and you can relate to this with challenges in your own life. God can redeem your broken story. He puts us back together again. He put me back together again. And life moves forward, but we have this constant tendency, no matter what we've been through, the challenges we've been through, or the success that we've had, to buy into a lie, this success lie. And I wrote a book about this 
because people today are so overwhelmed with the circumstances of their life or the pace of their life, and we buy into lies. And one of those lies is you can't overcome your past. You can't overcome your past, and we come up with all kinds of reasons why. When you get to the bottom of it, you'll see often it's fear that's holding you back. Identify the lie. If you're taking notes today, identify the lie. What storylines are you telling yourself today? See if any of these sounds familiar. I'm a failure. I can't try again. I don't think I will ever be happy again. I don't think I'll ever experience joy again. I will be hurt again. I can't move beyond my past. I can't change. I'm not enough. Everybody has it together but me. Relate to any of those? Yeah, we tell ourselves those lies, but the truth is you don't need to fall victim to the circumstances that will invariably come your way in this life. Instead, you can choose a different perspective. With the right perspective, these times can be teachers and instrumental to your growth. The truth is you have a choice. In my own story, it became clear I was looking at a lie right in the face. Everybody's going to judge me. I'm never going to get through this. I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. My kids won't possibly be okay. All of those lies. But I made the decision to take back my life with God's help, to take back my power, and you can do it too. But it's not easy. It first requires making that choice. You must realize that this particular chapter in your story is just that. It's a chapter, right? God can use it. Passage from Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. From Joshua 1, verse 9, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For I will be with you wherever you go. Who holds the pen for your story? Who holds the pen? God has empowered you with the pen to go forward and write your story, to live your best story. Through the power of choice, we surrender our broken story and we let him redeem it. It's a new day. Put your past in the past. So are you ready to create the next chapter of your life with more intent? Who's ready? Okay. We need to stop giving our power away. Stop giving your power away. You need to identify what is holding you back. Is there something in your life right now or something in your past that's holding you hostage from God's calling on your life? I know that's asking it, asking it tough on you. But is there something holding you back that you need to face when you have been through a trauma, a big T trauma, or the little T traumas that just onslaught us in every life, it makes it really hard, and we feel powerless. 
not powerful. It takes away our power. And the stronger the emotion, the stronger the pain, we focus on it. It becomes... Over time, your body just gets used to constantly being in this state of alarm. If you're familiar with how your brain works, you have an amygdala back here. God gave it to us, has that sense of alarm. If you're being chased by a bear, you want that signal to come on. If there's a fire, you want that signal to come on. But if you're through trauma and you're not letting it go as it comes and going forward with God, that trauma becomes you and you just don't think life can be any other way. And listen to this. You actually get so used to it, it becomes normal. And you actually crave suffering. Your body is so used to it, it's so wired this way that you think this is always the way it's gonna be. And actually, I'm kind of comfortable in this pain. I, I kind of, it feels comfortable because I've had it for so long. But you can change your brain. We have the power to rewire our brains Science proves this, there's evidence of this, that we can create new habits, new patterns of behavior. So think about this. Have you had something where you've had maybe something little happen that didn't go so good in a day, and you had this enormous reaction to it? It was like you just like broke out in anger or bitterness or frustration. You went, wow, God, that was a little over the top. Um, that's probably coming because you're, you've wired yourself that way to react in that way. Well, we are called to be powerful, not powerless. Talking about stories, I love the movie The Wizard of Oz, and Glinda says to Dorothy in one part, you've always had the power, my dear. You just had to learn it for yourself. <laughs> you've always had the power. Jesus in you, you've always had the power. The good news is the fact you can change that brain. You can create new habits that stick. I'm going to give you some tools to do that. Don't give your power away anymore. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, listen, according to the power that is at work within us. In 2 Timothy, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So now step into your best future. Remember that question I asked you at the beginning, are you missing out on your best life because of the pain of your past? Well, don't miss out on God's amazing plan for your life. Don't miss out on it. Remember, you have the pen, and God has empowered you to use it. You have work to do. But listen to this. Pay, pay attention here. When I was asking you who held the pen, I heard God. Yes, he, he knows all of it. But he gives us free will. He's not going to push us around. He gives us free will where we have to make the choice to step in to that plan. He says to us in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. In Psalms, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. In Ephesians 2, verse 10, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Listen to that last phrase. God prepared in advance for us to do 
So if you don't think God is with you, he knows your story. He knows it from beginning to end. So he knew what would happen to you. He knew the circumstances and the pain that I was going to go through, and he knows each and every one of your pain points and the things you've gone through, the things that you can't face, the things that you think you can't get on with, and he is there to help you redeem that and move forward. So refuse to be a victim, my friends, and change your mind to begin changing your story. So when was the last time that you thought about how your attitude and your mindset affects your life? When's the last time? Well, it does. It's so important. Choose a mindset of optimism and abundance. One of the ways you can start taking your power back is by winning your mind. Did you know that we think between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day? That's amazing. But it's so important because what we think becomes what we say, becomes what we do, and becomes our outcomes. So it starts here in the mind. And I think that's why Apostle Paul challenges us in Romans when he says, Be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and see what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Only then will our minds be clear enough to really follow the calling of God. Listen into this. My friends, it's not if we're going to face challenges, not if, when. And it's when we face those challenges, it's what perspective are we going to put to it. We may not be able to change the circumstances of our lives, but we can always choose our own response and our own attitude and our own mindset. That is the power that we have. When I started tracking my mindset, it changed my perspective. And I was able to change my mind from these lies I was telling myself being aware of what I was thinking, I started to track this every single day. Being aware of when I had negative thoughts or, th or I was complaining or judging or being critical, telling myself those lies, I would capture those negative thoughts. And when I had positive thoughts, I would make note of that too when I was feeling grateful and I would track it every single day. I wanted to have more thoughts, positive thoughts, than my head could hold. And after practice, without consciously choosing it, I began to just feel that way. I was transforming my mind with God's help. It was in the height of the pandemic, and I got a call from a friend, and one that I commiserated with quite a bit during the pandemic. You know, I think we were all so done with it, right? And she called, and she began to complain a, a bit about a new rule, a new regulation. I can't remember exactly what it was at the time. But on that day, where I would usually commiserate with her and feel a little bit better about grousing and get off the phone, I found that I didn't want to, that I was feeling grateful for all the good things in my life, and I had a different perspective, and all I felt was love and compassion for her, and without even thinking about it, I changed our conversation, and we were talking about positive things, and we were laughing by the end. And without even realizing it, I had changed my mind and I was thinking differently. So 
in Philippians 4, 4, verse 9, these are powerful words where we can take the voices in our mind and choose to walk every day with God's spirit in view of you. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Think about these things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. So when you practice those positive thoughts, you get to a place where the noble thoughts just come pouring out of you. It becomes who you are. It is possible. It's what God wants for you and for me. So it's a new day now. It's a new day. So if you're putting your past in the past, you can choose to actually put that behind you. The lessons you've learned, how you've grown in your character, and you can move forward. It's a new day. Put your past in the past. I love this quote from Carl Bard. Though no one can go back and make a brand new start, anyone can start from now and make a brand new ending. Isn't that beautiful? Anyone can start from now. You can start from today, make a brand new ending. I love this passage from Isaiah 43. In fact, I have it up on my wall in my bedroom. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on to the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So start today. Choose to make every day one of peace and hope and overflowing joy. So many noble thoughts that it's pouring out of you. So every day, celebrate the new day. What do your mornings look like? Are you waking up every day, hopping out of bed, joyful and full of gratitude and ready to tackle the day? What? No, I don't wake up that way every day either, admittedly. But when you do wake up and you're not feeling that, guess what? You have a choice to make. You can choose the kind of day that you're going to have. You can decide every day. So decide it's going to be a great day. Decide you're going to have an attitude full of abundance and a grateful heart. Decide that you're going to look forward to your future. Decide that you're going to be grateful for everything you have. Decide every day. It's a new day. Well, the tools that I shared with you today is how I took my life back and how I began to live a better story with God's help and God has taken me forward, and I found purpose in my pain. It's become my ministry. And I'm now happily married again and have been for many years, and my children are thriving. God is good. He is faithful. And as Dan said, if you want to go deeper on how to overcome an overwhelmed life, I would love for you to have as my gift a copy of my book. It's in the back. If you'd like to pick one up for yourself uh, or take it for someone that you love. To wrap up today, you don't have to continue to live your life the way that you are. You can write a better story. God has given you the pen and he's empowering you today to use it and to live a better story, to partner with him 
So how do we do this? Well, as Dan said in the beginning, every story starts with a good beginning, your beginning. So today's truth, God has an incredible plan for your life. You just need to step into it. You just need to step into it. So are you ready to create this next chapter with more intent? Put your past in the past. To wrap up today, we have a wonderful journal that the team has put together here at the church. It says, my better story starts here. And we're going to be working over the next few weeks on our stories and how to write start living a better story so um, there's some questions for you in the notes that you can use individually or with your small group to ask what to look at what your story is to begin writing your story what were those significant events and pivotal moments and how did you partner with God in that and what is he maybe calling you to as this next chapter whatever age you are God has a plan to use you so what does this next chapter look like and then I have a seven-day challenge for you if you're up for it. <laughs> I invite you to join me in a new mindset challenge, one that works. And I would ask that over the next seven days, starting tomorrow, that you would start giving yourself a rating on how you show up each and every day. And that your goal is to become a person who is positive, optimistic, and facing life with joy. That's what we should be as believers, right? We're filled with hope and joy, and we need that love to spread out to the world. So look at yourself and how you did the last day. Throughout the day, be thinking about are those negative thoughts you catch yourself complaining or grumbling. Catch that thought and transform it. And when you're having days of gratitude and joy, mark that down too. And each day, I typically do this as part of my morning success routine is I track and give myself a score for the day before. One means that I've won the day. It's been a great day. I have felt joyful and happy and grateful, and when there's been negative thoughts, I've caught them and I've recovered them. I've transformed my mind. Number two is neutral. You've had some positive moments and some negative moments. It's been one of those days. And number three, well, got to get back to work. <laughs> it's been a bad day, and you're going to have those. But you know what's interesting? If you do this, for seven days, if you carry it on even longer, you're going to find that those threes become twos and those twos become ones. That's what happened for me. And you're going to start living life with more joy. And you know what? People are going to notice. They're going to say, huh, did, did you change something about you? Because all of a sudden you're showing up in a new way. People are going to look at you differently. You can be a new you, new mindset. So I invite you to that. So, my friends, this is your call to action for this week ahead. Are you ready for it? Are you ready to put your past in the past and move forward in God's? So, let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time together. We know that when we are gathered like this, here in the room and online, that your spirit is here too. And Father, how grateful we are that you know every part of our story, every single chapter, the ones that we've already written and been through. You've been there with us every step of the way, and you will be with us 
as we go into the next chapters of our life. And Lord, would you give us the courage to pick up the pen and to seek you, to seek your heart, to seek your guidance so that we can go forward and live a better story. God, maybe there's somebody in the room today or listening online who's feeling a stirring in their heart, who feels like, wow, I've let this pain hold me back far too long. Or I've just kind of been holding back far too long, and maybe it's time that I step into this calling God has that I've been ignoring. So whatever it is, Father, will you guide and direct us this week? Will you help us to transform, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds only when we fix our eyes on you? Lord, life is hard. You know this. You've walked this earth. Will you come alongside each and every person here? Will you come alongside and will you give them courage and peace and joy and love and let us walk out and make a difference in the world, the difference that you've called us to make? In your holy name, amen. Thank you so much, Janelle. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. I... I told you it'd be good. It was good, wasn't it? I hope you took notes. I took notes with the notes. There was a lot of things. The Lord, sometimes, you, you know, sometimes as a preacher, you just need to sit down and listen. And the Lord was saying, Dan, you just need to sit down and listen here because um, far too much I've lived as a victim, as a whiny person in life. And the whiny moments, you know them, you know them. Well, maybe you know them you met, you know, when, you, when we've talked together, but you're, you have your own, right? And it's so empowering. And I just love the fact that th this, isn't, this isn't us doing that. This isn't Janelle being a better Janelle. And, and you know, as old phrase says, you know, kind of lift up your bootstraps and get going. No, it's the Lord at work and the partnership. But who holds the pin? We do. We do. It's, yes, God, we're part of God's bigger story, history as they say, his story, but we're part of it. He's empowered us, and so we hope we, before you leave that you will grab a journal. They're not very fancy. you got a sticker on the front, and it's blank pages. This is for you to do the work, and I tell you, when you do the work, as much as that was very inspiring, very informative, very helpful, where transfer, transformation happens is when we do the work. And so begin to write your story. You know it already. There's something very therapeutic, something very powerful when we write our story down. And don't fudge on it. Don't, don't sugarcoat it. There's some questions that we provided to guide you and do that. This is your story. I tell you, when you write your story and when you share it with others, it impacts people and it impacts your heart as well. So I hope you can do that work. I hope that you can stick with us in these next few weeks as we get into this series even deeper. We're, we're going to be looking at, but thank you again, Janelle. And her book is in the back. What a great what a great offer just to, to give, give her books away. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you for that generosity. But we're here. This is, this is an opportunity. I invite you to stand as we close. And we're just going to pray a, just a commissioning prayer to go live this, this better story. If, if you need prayer or anything, we have myself. Janelle would love to connect with you. Maybe it's something that spoke to you directly that you want to follow up with her on to do that. Uh, we have our, our prayer team. Jeff's here, myself and others. We're here to pray with you this morning. Let me just close this in prayer. Lord, here we are. Here we are at this moment. Not, it's not about the past, and it's not really not about the, the future, though 
the past does affect today and affects the future. But Lord, we are making this commitment to put the past in the past. And so Lord, Lord, we need your help to do that. And so we just invite you, Holy Spirit, this week as we begin to write our story. It was we begin to look and reflect and, and the painful things. And, and Lord, I, 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 we're going to try to do this with courage, but Lord, may we, will you, your spirit comfort us? Will your spirit help us in this time? Because there's some painful things, Lord. Guide us and direct us. Lord, you are so good to be with us in each of the steps that we go through, Lord. And God, how we can leave from this place commissioned by you to go in Jesus' name. Give us this power, not of not of timidity, but of, of love and, and self-discipline and, and help, Lord, that you're going to give us through your very spirit as we go. And Lord, if there's anyone here that does not have a relationship with you, a personal relationship with you, may they say, Jesus, I want to start my new story with you today. Be my Lord, be my Savior. God, thank you for this time and this gathering. May we go in your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being